This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's really a privilege to be with you as we start a new week of broadcasting. And I want to say that we are entering a season of very deep spiritual significance, specifically We are about to enter the month of Tishri, which is the seventh month in the Hebrew calendar. It's also a month in which three of the feasts of the Lord are commemorated. These are the fall feasts, but before we get specifically to these, we want to show that overall, other than the weekly Sabbath, there are seven feasts of the Lord, which in the Hebrew are called appointed times of the Lord. And... The spring feasts start with the Feast of Passover. Passover has significance for those even that don't have a Jewish background because Passover is a representation of the freeing of our people from the bondage of Egypt. And you know Egypt is a picture of the world. And Jesus fulfilled this because in 1 Corinthians 5-7, Jesus is called our Passover. Next is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which really coincided with, as far as timing goes, with Passover. And this, the, what's seen in the Feast of Unleavened Bread is that it's, it's a picture of being free from all leaven or sin. And we see that, for example, in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. The word says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, without sin. He is the spotless Lamb of God, sinless, who has taken away our sin. Following that, actually three days after Passover, is the Feast of First Fruits. And again, we see that Jesus fulfilled that. If you have your Bibles, it's in 1 Corinthians 15. Verses 22 and 23, which reads as follows. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But each in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, after that those who are Christ's at his coming. So we see the fulfillment that Jesus displayed in all of these feasts. Of course, after that, 50 days after Passover, is the feast of Shavuot, which of course we know as as Pentecost. And if you're not familiar with Acts chapter 2, let me read a portion of Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost had come, 
They were all together in one place, and suddenly there came from heaven a noise like a violent rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire distributing themselves, and they rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit was given them utterance. This, of course, is a fulfillment of the prophecy that the prophet Joel spoke, that we will be filled with the Spirit. And, of course, this is going to happen at the very end of the time when all Israel shall be saved and they will have the Spirit of God dwelling in them. So all of these feasts were fulfilled. These are called the spring feasts. And now we're coming to the fall feasts, okay? And the first of these fall feasts begins on the first day in the month of Tishri. And this feast is called the Feast of Trumpets. It's Yom Teruah, the sounding of the trumpets. This happens when our people go into the synagogues for two days. And the holiday is also called Rosh Hashanah. Rosh means head in Hebrew. So it's the beginning of a new year. And I just want to point out, it's the civil new year. Because Tishrei is actually the seventh month. But the spiritual new year or the religious new year starts in the month of Nisan. That's the first month. That's when Passover is celebrated. Now, it's interesting because according to Jewish writings, this is the day, that is the first day of Tishri, that creation took place. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And Jewish writings indicate that that was on the first day of Tishri. Supposedly, it was also the day that Sarah conceived Isaac. And again, according to Jewish writings, This was the day that Abraham took Isaac up on the mount to slay him. And we know the rest of the story that God spared that and provided a a ram in the thicket. It's really a picture of uh, the father offering his son. And of course, we know that that was fulfilled in the father offering Jesus, who of course died, but of course was resurrected again. So when we go to the Bible... Leviticus chapter 23 spells out all the feasts, and I want to introduce that chapter to you if you're not familiar with it. Leviticus chapter 23, the first two verses read as follows. The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. And they explained, what, and God talked about this spring feast. And then we go to verses 23 to 25, and we find out specifically about the Feast of Trumpets. Verse 23 in Leviticus 23. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. Okay, so this is one of the critical times of the year because the fall feast begins with the Feast of Trumpets, goes on to the Day of Atonement ten days later, and five days following that is the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the conclusion of, And as yet, that has not been fulfilled, because that will be fulfilled when all the people shall gather unto Jesus, all his people, and there'll be a gathering together. And that's what tabernacles represents. So the day of Feast of Trumpets, the first day in the month of Tishri, this begins what our people call 10 days of awe. 
This gives the opportunity of people to make things right in their lives with God as well as with other people so that their names at the end of these 10 days will be written and inscribed in the book of life. And on the second day that they go to synagogue, in other words, on the second day, actually the, the feast starts at sundown, and the next two days our people go to synagogue. And on the second day in the afternoon, our people go to a body of water and symbolically cast their sins into the water. And this really is walking out what the Bible says in Micah 7.9. Junie? Um, just a thought. We'll read Micah 7.9, and I want to share something about that. Micah 7.19. He will turn again. He will have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. Yes, thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. And symbolically, our Jewish people do this by going to the sea and having their sins cast out into the depths of the water. And you know, Shelley, it was also a family gathering, not only uh, a ritual in a synagogue, but can you imagine going with your children and our grandchildren to a river and having them, or the sea, and having them collect beautiful little stones to cast them into the water and explain to them even as they throw away these things that if there are things in their heart of their life that they know are not right that they shouldn't do that they would be cast into the sea and that God would wash them clean and can you imagine Shelley finding one pretty little stone it's so beautiful that you don't want to throw it away you want to save it And that sometimes is a sin that we have that we enjoy doing, yet we know it's wrong. Or we find ourselves repeating, even though we know it's not right, that we would say symbolically that we would take that which we would want to keep and cast it away into the sea and ask the Lord to cleanse us and wash us clean so that we would be as white as snow before him. It makes me think, Junie, even though it has nothing to do with the Feast of Trumpets, what Moses said when you talk about that very pretty stone, he chose rather to suffer the affliction of being with God's people rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So I pray that that speaks to all of us. Okay, so this service of casting their sins into the water is called tashlich, which means to cast out And you know, Junie, that could really be a spiritual renewal at this time of the year for every believer. In other words, these are not feasts of the Lord. These are not appointed times for Israel. These are appointed, I should say, they are appointed times of the Lord. It's not just for Israel or Jewish people. But as you have come in from a Gentile background and have come to know the God of Israel, you could take advantage of this season and walk these things out and rededicate your life to the Lord and make sure that everything is right in preparation for the ultimate sounding of the trumpet that will herald the coming of the Lord. So the four feasts of the appointed times of the Lord speak to us really of the end days, the day of the Lord which we are rapidly approaching. We are in the end days and that last day, the great day of the Lord is rapidly approaching. And as I said before, this day marks the beginning of 10 days of awe 
that concludes on the Day of Atonement when our sins are need to be cleansed. And Shelley, the book of Revelation, over and over and over again, talking talk about the blowing of the trumpet. Yes. So we really see that we're entering into an age. You don't have to be a believer to know that there's great chaos and trouble in the earth. But God has a plan. Hallelujah. And God's ways are just. And he wants every listener and you and I, Shelley, to come before him that he might cleanse us and heal us and make us whole. Yes, Because that's why he came and died. So these are very special days that are coming up. And we would like to say Lashana Tova, blessed, happy new year to each one of our listeners that we would begin a season with God, with newness of life, by casting those stones into the water, that we would be washed clean by the Holy One of Israel and be made right not only with Him, but with those that we held anything against in our hearts that we would ask forgiveness. So, Father, we pray that all believers who are listening to this program will enter into this appointed time of the Lord. And for those who do not know the Lord... Jew or Gentile alike, that they would cry out to find out that who the Lord is and to have a relationship with him by confessing their sins, repenting, and coming into a saving knowledge of the Holy One of Israel, the Lord and Savior, whose name is Jesus. We pray this in his holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.